TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 424, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hey, this is Peter from West Hollywood. Hey, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, let's start off with the news. First up is The Walking Dead is Dead, or actually The Walking Dead has ended, the comic book series. Oh, good. Uh, Kirkman has finally finished the series, and it was he wanted it to be a surprise. So last week's issue, the big deal, everybody's freaking out. He killed Rick Grimes in last week's, or not last week, last month's issue. Rick Grimes died, and in this issue, he does a time jump of like 20 years. And so everyone's uh, grown, an adult, whatever. And it shows where they are now, that they have a happy future, and it ends on a semi-happy, hopeful note. That is the end of the Walking Dead comic book. Wait, do, do the, are there still zombies at the end? I don't know. I didn't read it. I just know. <laughs> I just know what Kirkman said, which was he reunited Michonne with her daughters, who she thought were dead through the whole series. And that her one of her oh. daughters at least has a kid, so now Michonne's a grandmother. Um, and he had Carl do something. Maybe said, you should have said spoilers before you actually began this. Well, <laughs> you know, happy ending. Well, I mean, I mean, not that it's going to impact really the, on the show on what at all, the series, right? The show but can't. Yeah, do. for those people who are invested in the comics, you know. Sorry, it's pretty spoiler centric. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it came out couple of weeks ago sorry pick up your issue uh <laughs> but that the big deal the biggest deal was that it ended and and i i'm only reporting it because i don't really i'm not a comic it's not for the comic people this is a tv podcast it's more about how will that affect the tv series yeah One, they it, said they wanted them to i thought he said he wanted them to end at the same time uh, he did originally or, say that he he originally said he wanted his comic book series and the tv series to have uh the same end date but I think he's seen that that's not happening. And so he was just like, I'm out. So he ended his thing. And, I mean, they can... They generally follow some of the stuff in the comics. But also, they're kind of like, screw the comics. Uh, so we'll see. Um, his biggest thing was he wanted... In the comics, he said he wanted that uh, Michonne and Carl to have happy endings. Well, Carl can't have a happy ending. So... There's that. Um, next piece of news is Amazon's Lord of the Rings series now has an executive producer and a director. This guy will be doing both. His name is J.A. Boyana. Boyona. He did Jurassic World. How do you feel about that, Peter? I mean, uh, uh, you usually I have an opinion I... on directors. That's all. Well, wait, wait. So wait. I, so, oh, well, actually, yeah, he did Fallen Kingdom, right? It said Jurassic last, World. No, so, he did the last, he actually did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, because um that gar, that other guy, Trevorrow, who I don't like, he did Jurassic World. Actually, I liked um the last Jurassic World. I mean, look, Jurassic Park is clearly the only really great movie in that series, but I think the last one was... I mean, I guess by default, the second best. So, yeah, he's a good director. I mean, the script's not great, but I mean, yeah. So, yeah, he's a good director. (laughs) I was Uh, curious what you thought. All right. uh, Lee Daniels has announced that his TV show Stars will return for a TV movie to wrap up because uh, Fox canceled it and he went shopping around to try to find a new home and it didn't. So now he's vowing that they're going to do a TV movie. And he announced it like on his Instagram. So I don't know if Fox has agreed to do the movie, but he said that there's going to be a movie. So we'll see. Um, BBC and Netflix has joined together to do 
a three part or three series Dracula series starring Clive Bang. I don't know who he is, but he's supposed to be a Danish, I guess, a famous Danish actor. And mm. the big deal is that Moffat and Gatiss, who did Sherlock, are doing that series. Mm. Um, and then for people like my mom, Ransom on CBS is canceled. My mom's the only person I know who watched that show, so she will be saddened. Uh, and that's all the news I have. All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, and we have two episodes to talk about. But I only remember the Althea one. What was the one before the Althea one? Yeah, I'm trying to think what's the one before. Oh, uh, well, it's all about the kids. Right, right, right. It's the big reveal where you find out the kids have been lying, but not... Like, they set it up like the kids were lying for some super evil, sinister purpose, but it's really like, we don't trust adults and we want to get you guys out of here. More than right, anything and their else. parents. The parents are the their parents were the ones that died in that quarantine area, right? Right. They're all the parents were from that the radiation, that either radiation. working it at the plant itself or the people who were nearby who got exposed to the radiation. So some kind of way the kids managed to avoid exposure, uh, but they ended up watching all their parents die, and so they survived somehow, and they feel like they can't leave. Because this is their home, and this is where their parents are buried. But I'm like, uh, no, you guys can totally leave. Um, um, can I? Well, like, can I go first? Because I think everybody else on this podcast is everybody else. As I know, Allison and you, has everyone else seen all of Fear? For like, I think yeah. Like, no. Oh, Greg, you yeah. you have not seen all Fear. Where did no, you... like a lot of the stuff that happened at the dam, I didn't see because I cut out, and then I, I came back when. When Morgan joined the cast, okay. So yeah. he watched season one and two then, right? So I I started with season four because of Morgan. That's why I was like, "Oh, Morgan," mm-hmm. and I had heard it was good. I have gone back now, and I'm almost done with season one. Um, but Sorry. I obviously don't. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not the worst thing ever but it's yeah, it's okay it's just it's like man also no, I just, it was it was pretty bad actually okay, I'm just trying to, it, it's well, you're watching a much better show since right they and you're also it. watching it as a, a lot you're watching it all together and you already like some of the characters imagine watching it week to week and you don't like these people yet well the issue the issue that i have with the old fear and i know you had brought it up i think you've actually brought it up on the podcast i don't know if allison agreed is that like it's tricky because the idea is that they're showing you when the zombie apocalypse happened. You don't get to skip the way you did with Rick Grimes being in a coma. But then that also means that the characters, like they don't realize things that we do. So it's kind of a weird thing where you're like, right. well, clearly this is a zombie. Why don't you just kill this person? Like, so I get, I get that. But anyways, so skipping to the next, the last two episodes, um, I've I've liked this season, but I got to say I don't. So far, I don't like this season as much as I th- as um the last as se- one, right? Yeah, like and part of it is like while I agree, I'm glad the kids don't seem evil. I, I'm a little frustrated that they've separated the characters, and I'm just like, Bleh. like we just want everyone to like we want that gang to like get back together. So it's kind of been a drag. Um, so I, and then the second episode was mostly focused on Althea and, and I like Maggie Grace and you get to see what happened to her, but I thought that was okay too. I didn't think that was super compelling. So, but there could be things where maybe I'm not completely getting this. I don't think I'm missing anything, but I mean, maybe there are things that if I'd watched the whole show, but. No, I mean, well, Althea, you saw her get introduced. You get everything about her. So that's oh, not that's the- true. That's true. I just, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate at the very end of that episode, you get to, you get her last name, right? It's like a Polish right. last name. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice moment or whatever. Like, and, and then you see that she, she basically decides not to tell that she basically met the, you know, a, a representative of the corporation or whatever. The, the organization. the Commonwealth, I'm pretty sure. The Commonwealth. Like, and she's doing that because she wants to protect her friends. Like, right. so I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, but I don't know. I thought these two were okay. Like, so I'm I just curious. The, I think the first one was probably better because it had more of the cast. Um, yeah. 
The second it also one, had Daniel, ahead. which although they don't yeah. seem to know, really know what to do with him because oh, they keep Salazar. introducing him and then forgetting about him and then bringing him back again and then sending him away. And uh, I'm getting kind of tired of this. It's like well, you do know why. The cast or well, not. I mean, well, the reason why is he's a Grammy winning singer and so he has a singing career and so he's not available. Well, I'm aware of that, but the thing is, uh, if if that's the case, then just write him out because it's frustrating when you see him, and it's like, oh, great, they're going to do something with Daniel, and and then it's like they really, he really didn't account for much. I mean, it was nice to see him and everything, but other than you know, giving them a new cat, um, <laughs> his fate, I really worry about too. Every time they introduce a cat in something like this, it's like. I, I, I get really tense um, <laughs> because it never ends well. And and the cat is fantastic, by the way. I've never seen a cat trained that well in my life. But it's, you know, uh, other than that, there really didn't seem to be a whole lot of reason. Uh, yeah, you know, he gave them a cat and access to a warehouse. And they could have done that with almost any other character. They didn't need to, to bring back Daniel for that. Yeah, so it, it just seems sort of pointless to me. Yeah, so. it's very video gamey because it is very much like, now we have access to this thing. Like, and, you know, and, and here's this character who has information for you. Like, oh, I, I will say that I did like. Yeah, we've gone know, up a level, you know. Right, exactly. I don't know if we have other horror fans um, on this podcast, but I did like that the um, the plane um, the propellers and the and the uh, the zombies going into them. You guys mm-hmm. remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me, I think that's a nod to Dawn of the Dead because that was one of the first big. In Dawn of the Dead, there's people trying to get on a helicopter and the zombies are totally getting like chopped off from the propeller. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice nod to the you know Romero movies, or at least that's what I thought it was. So um, I'm but, sure you're yeah. probably right. But I, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, and it's weird. Allison, I like that character that you're talking about. Um, and he is in Fear the Walking Dead so far. And it's weird for me because I'm like, well, clearly his family is not long for this earth. Because <laughs> them around. Like, well, and also we know that he's mad at Strand because of his daughter. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 So his daughter, something happens to her that he blames Strand for. So he, I mean, uh, he didn't do it directly like strand didn't at, at, strand did not hurt his daughter let's be clear about no, that no but what strand did was he robbed salazar of time with his daughter before she died that's what he did well, that right. does sound kind of weird like why would he do that well, because, because he needed he needed him for something else so he couldn't let him tell him where his daughter was right oh eh. Yeah, that is that's kind of tricky. But I, but anyways, I agree with Allison. I do like that actor, and he has a, he has a gravity that I think because I mean, as much as I do like Fear, I don't I don't think, especially in the first season, I don't think all the actors are super strong. And they're he not, is one. Yeah. He is not one of the at all. Where I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Like so, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, Greg, he, you haven't spoken yet. What did you think? Yeah, as far as the different storylines go, you know, the the storyline with the kids is okay. Um, the storyline with Salazar and Charlie is okay. I um, uh, I guess I was just a little disappointed. You know, it, there was kind of a buildup, and, and what was keeping me interested in the story was kind of the whole thing, like who are these people with the helicopters and that sort of thing. And they had an entire episode to kind of give us some information about that. And by the end of the episode, I felt like I really didn't have any information. Well, the, the big information is that they will kill anyone who finds out about them. So it's like well, yeah, they're but uber you, secret. Yeah, but that's one that's one line of dialogue. I mean, I, you know, you spend an entire episode, you know, I'm just uh, – and so, you know, as far as I think we were mentioning before the podcast, it was like you felt like you were like slogging through a marsh, you know, just to get anywhere. You know, even – even um, even um, uh, uh, the oh, I forgot the other character's name. Uh, the one that was uh, captured. Uh, well, with Al. Yeah, with Al. Um, even she. I mean, her dialogue was just like, you know, oh, you need to do what I say. And it's like I don't take orders from you. I mean, it was very just not well well written. I just don't think. Uh, okay. As far as like trying to keep your audience uh, involved in 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 the story. And now that they've just parted ways, we have no idea when we're going to see any of these characters again. Um, and, and how it ties into uh, what's going to be like the Rick Grimes movie. Right. I think they, the whole point of the episode was supposed to be a hint about and, and plug the movie, but 
they didn't do a very good job of it because yeah, it doesn't answer any questions. It doesn't get you more interested really other than they're not following protocol. They're sending a re- reclamation team. Oh no. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you still like not that. know what they're trying to accomplish or what they stand for. Right. Or yeah. anything else. Okay. Well, uh, that seems to be an agreed upon mediocre. Um, all right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Big Little Lies. And when I say we, I mean, Peter, you watched the premiere of season two. I got stuck at the in season one and didn't make it any further. So why are you still watching season two? Tell us, tell us. Well, season season one was, um, I admit, I thought the pilot was okay. But I, I liked overall season one. But season one was essentially based on a book. So when it ends, like, that's the end of the story. So the big question was, like, well, for season two, what are you going to do? And what, what they did was they're like, well, we'll just get Meryl Streep. And, it, and I, <laughs> I know that sounds like, well, that's whatever. But, yeah, like, she's the best part of the show. So it's like, well, yeah, she's Meryl Streep. Like, um, basically, um, the first season dealt with a, a character dies and the your main group of characters somewhat covered up, sort of. So the second season is Meryl Streep is that person's um, mother. And right. so she's back in town. Ta- she's in town because she's like, well, I don't understand. Like, you know, I don't really believe that this was an accident or whatever. But the way they bur- was as uh, I know Olivia likes to say, the way they've been burning story, like you would think that a lot of this information would be kept at bay. And Meryl Streep is just like trying to figure out what's and it's like, no, she figures stuff out really fast. So, like, it's been pretty good, like. And I also feel like the second season is dealing a lot with these strong, smart women, and I guess you could say Alexander Scars. Sar- is it Sarsgard? Sarsgard, yeah, Sarsgard. Sarsgard. Right. He was basically Nicole Kidman's husband, and he was while he was a great dad, he was very violent and abusive, and he also raped one of the other characters. And so, what the second season is kind of contending with, with these very strong and also, you know, mostly white, wealthy women uh, is how do they deal with that? How do you contend with your friend was abused for years and you didn't know? And how does Meryl Streep deal with thinking that the son that she loved was a monster? And actually, I feel like the show does a pretty good job. Like they like you never it's not that you forgive Sarsgaard, but you can understand why yeah of course his his two sons like still love him and they miss him and stuff and even Nicole Kidman sort of misses the good father it's like all that stuff's pretty good um but anyways yeah so it's good and but i mean Meryl Streep like i mean i know it's it's kind of a cliche to say but like as an actress she just she can do so much with like like a mannerism or like the way she plays with her necklace. It's weird. She just has, it's like, she's always making interesting choices. Like I'd say as much as I think that everyone on this podcast, we all like in general, we mostly like the CW shows. We might like, I might like Supergirl more than maybe who you guys like the flash or whatever. What? What? <laughs> That's like a two hour long conversation. I'm proud about that. <laughs> but, but but my point is, I don't think any of us ever watched the CW shows and be like, wow, Alison Benoit, she's really making some interesting choices as Kara. Like, it's like, no, not really. It's like, I just, it's like, no, I, I enjoy these shows. They're fine. You know, these are young, mostly young actors. But yeah, when you see Meryl Streep, it's like, ah, yeah, she's great, man. <laughs> like, like, so, yes, I would I say. Did you just compare Benoit to Meryl yeah. Streep? <laughs> I'm just feeling bad for Benoist, that's all. That's all. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, so I am yeah, so I'm enjoying it. Like I I I'm enjoying that they're they're going through the story quickly and it's just such a thrill to see, you know, Meryl Streep go against, you know, um Reese Withers putting Reese Witherspoon in her place or seeing more dirt and it's all it's all just very entertaining like so, yeah. so right. well, I mean, i'm not saying it's best of the i year. will talk to you off podcast and find out what i need to i don't think i can watch all of season one but i'll find out from you what i need to watch to see if i can watch the premiere of season two i'll talk okay. that's that's a later conversation wait allison you don't watch it no i don't never did got you, into did it did you watch the first season or i did it? not it was just one of those things that kind of went past me and i figured yeah. oh, i'll catch up with it one point and I still have not. 
And I will say, it's only like eight episodes. It's not long, which is nice. No, and I hear it's very good. It's just uh, one of those things that that kind of passed by me. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, thumbs up. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Nosferatu. And I've already given my opinion on podcast about the pilot. So I'm interested from you guys who obviously didn't listen to me. Because <laughs> I gave the pilot <laughs> two thumbs down. So I want to know what you guys thought of it since you watched it anyway. Okay. Um, well, I'm still tuned in. Um, it's, it has enough uh, questions and intrigue that I'm still, I mean, I'm still tuning in to find out what happens. Um, you know, and as you, you know, it, and they, they give you little pieces of information little by little. So you kind of have to kind of dive in. But I kind of like the whole idea of, you know, a, a powerful creative and a powerful creative has a knife and, and uh, you know, different creatives have different, you know, tools. And so um, the main character, of course, has her bike and that and, and she's now learned, I think, um, that the her bridge will take her um, anywhere she wants to go. Um, and so I think she was kind of hesitant and not really trusting that maybe it was giving her some bad information. Uh, but now I think she's really. Uh, I, I like it when, uh, you know, any character who has, you know, extraordinary abilities when they finally start like tuning into their abilities and trusting their abilities. So, so that's, um, um, the, the storyline is still, um, cool. I, I, I'm trying to figure out why, you know, because the, the dialogue that the Wraith has, uh, seems like he really wants to protect children. He really wants to get them away from bad parents yet. He like turns them into like really crazy, Batteries. like, well, yeah, he he pulls their energy, but um, in this last episode, like the child was in the back of the car and like attacked a human, and I don't know if the child ate the human. Or I, th- I think you were supposed human. to believe she did. Oh, yeah. Okay, he ate. Yeah, with the I mean, he basically because they get the teeth to what he is. Right, they get the you the know? really creepy Dracula teeth. So obviously, yeah, he's like sucks out their souls or their life force or whatever, right. and they become like like he is. And he's able to stay young because of that. In fact, the, the last episode had a line of dialogue because he find, there's finally a confrontation between uh, Vic and, and Charlie Manx, the Nosferatu character, um, he, uh, where he says, you know, there's, there, there is a, a, a tendency for our kind, he considers himself a strong creative as well, to... Uh, you know, it, it taxes your system using this. It, it does something to you. And I think intimating that, like, the old lady that we saw in an earlier episode, um, right. she's paralyzed in bed. And that's not necessarily something he did to her. That's something that's a, that happens as a result of using her power, using her oh, okay. And he found a way to get around that by sucking the energy out of these kids. Which so is why I call a, BS well, on him helping kids. That's not yeah, really well, what I he's doing. I think in some weird way he really does believe. I mean, I think that I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I think that he really does believe that he's giving them this this great future. He's created this like theme park for them to live in, and and you know they they act out these kind of weird bloodthirsty versions of games, um, and and he thinks that this is a good thing. And at the same time, he's still using them. So I, I think that, that, you know, we'll probably find out more about his history and, and how psychologically he was damaged for, for all of this to take place. But that hasn't happened yet. I will say that the show has gotten better as it's gone along because we're focusing now on what is actually happening and, and all the creepy stuff and the confrontations between the bad guys and, and the hero characters. Uh, the thing that was such a slog at the beginning was constantly having all the stories, the, all the story focus about um, the Vic's parents right, and all right. of their drama, which is just incredibly boring and, and tedious and frustrating. And every time we get to that, the, sh- the whole show just kind of stops. So the breaks go on. It's like you're drumming your fingers, wondering how long this is going to last before we get to something interesting. And there's a lot of that, a lot of that in the first couple of episodes. And, well, and, I, and, and I think they kind of went back to that. I thought the, this most recent episode was kind of boring because they spent a huge amount of time with the main character just going to a party. 
And well, then can, can we say that I was correct that this show was a two thumbs up through two thumbs down? Sorry, or you guys still like? Well, oh, this show's gonna be good. No, it's got it's, good episodes and bad episodes. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, it's it's a mixed bag. There's, I think it could have been much better than it is if they had dropped a lot of the baggage, the narrative baggage. I know they're taking it from a book, and so all of this is probably from the the novel. But you know, at a certain point, you just go, "This is not interesting." And okay, it'll be like an episode or, sh- or so shorter, but it'll be a tighter story. And and I think they would have been better served for that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, I I I just find it that writers really like to just talk about teenage angst a lot. <laughs> A lot, no matter what I watch. And it's just like minutes go by and this is like, oh, the brooding. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, why can't we just move on? Exactly. Which is why I didn't watch any more of the episodes. All right. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave you guys alone with that. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about the loudest voices, which did we figure out what network? The loudest voice. Loud. Excuse me. What did I say? It's actually it's it's a shortened version of the the book that it's taken from, um, which is the loudest voice in the room, and it refers to Roger Ailes, who was the producer uh, who who s- they brought on to uh, start Fox News, and he was in charge until 2015 when he was finally fired because of all sorts of allegations, I'm sure. allegations against him. Um, in in any case, this. Uh, the loudest voice is not remotely a hagiography. Hey this is this is they get into how horrible a human being Ailes was, um, and Russell Crowe plays the role, and he is doing a fantastic perform. This is probably I would say the best Russell Crowe performance I've seen in a very long time because he just disappears into this role, and not just because of this. Um, fat suit that he's wearing as Ailes, which is probably the most convincing one I've ever seen. But everything he has from the, you know, the way he's the the voice of the character, the mannerisms, uh, the way he he captures this this mercurial anger that that comes out of him, you know, and and is just terrifying from from moment to moment. Uh, I I think it's just brilliantly done. You know, it's definitely Emmy material. The as far as the show is concerned, it will make you angry, um, and it, it, it's one of those things where you watch this and and you watch how how news in this country was was contaminated and and brought down and destroyed and essentially turned into propaganda. And uh, if if I have any any qualms about the, any criticism about the way they do the show. I think it's that they want to make Ailes so Machiavellian that they let a few other characters off the hook uh, a, a bit, like um, the uh, like Rupert Murdoch in particular, um, almost comes off as a nice guy, almost comes off as reasonable, and like, oh, the Fox News would never have become so extreme and propaganda-like if it wasn't for Ailes. And it's like, no, have you seen the newspapers this man bought beforehand? This is, you know, the the what he does. Um, so, but so, but that aside, I think all the performances and um, the the direction and the writing is all on point for this. It's it's not fun viewing by any means, but I think it's uh, a brilliantly done show, and I think it's worth watching. Definitely, I'm going to give it a hard pass. Personally, I don't need extra it's not anger for in my everybody. universe. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not for everybody. It's. It's if you if you are already you know under a lot of stress these days, this is probably not the show for you. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. What, um, what is it air on? It's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, Krypton, and we have two episodes of that. I will say that um, my service that I used to watch it crashed midway through the second episode, and I didn't care enough to refresh it. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm not watching the rest of this episode. Oh, well. So (laughs) Krypton wasn't the best show ever last season, but it was interesting enough last season so that it got me through. This season, it feels like they're not even trying. 
I'm like, come on, guys, just put a little effort into this because Adam Strange is terrible and boring. And I mean, I thought that was Segel's job to be boring, but oh, they just doubled down on it. Uh, so the first episode was how did they defeat uh, Brainiac? Because yeah. he had infected Segel. And then he had to have to do this thing, and then they have this idiot guy chasing after them who can regenerate. And oh my god, he was annoying. Lobo. And ah, I hope we've seen the last of Lobo because yeah, I could not stand that character. No. Everything about the whole Brainiac Lobo, all that was just like shoot my brains out, please. And then the stuff that was going on on Krypton. I I don't know what to make of Drew Zod because I know who Zod is supposed to be in every other version of Superman but this version of Zod just the, I don't know what's going on with him because one they changed his lineage a bit they have uh, his mother's a Zod and his father's a L which was I don't believe true before and it feels like he's trying to manipulate his mom but then he sends her on a mission that I think he thinks it's a suicide mission. I couldn't decipher the worry that I saw in his face at the end. I was like, is that guilt? Is he sending her to her death? Or is he like, I couldn't, eh, it was weird. Uh, other thoughts. Well, you missed, since you didn't see the end of the episode, you missed um, a key point that of, of what he's doing as far as his mom is concerned. Oh, what uh, is he doing? Which he's, he's, basically wiping he wiped her mind and replaced it with with new information so she's brainwashed essentially oh, into okay. following him and do, doing whatever he does so um there so that the machine part, that she used on that, that other it. random chick he used on her yes and he also tries to use it on seg and it turns out that they didn't get rid of brainiac quite as much as they thought they did and that that works to his advantage in that it keeps him from being uh, mind wiped but um, the, I'm, I'm, I think I'm enjoying this show more than you are. Yes, I cannot stand Lobo, and I'm hoping that we, we do not see more of him from here on out. Uh, and, and I do not care for Adam Strange either. So, it, you know, I just kind of <sighs> suffer through his scenes. <laughs> but, but the rest of the show and the rest of the cast I do like. And I, I do enjoy the take that they have on this. I think I, I'm wondering how they're eventually going to resolve it by by the end of the series because they have gone off into such an alternate history here that i I don't they really can't walk it back unless they undo everything Um, i have a question i i do really like uh jada zod is that her i forget that's her name i like her storyline with dev um i i find them compelling Oh yeah, I'm I'm really wondering, wanting to see where that goes because I like they, they have a wonderful chemistry together. First they of do. all, because they're just this interesting mo- characters independently. Yeah, they are. They both are, and I was like, because I know he's supposed to be all about Lyda and everything, but there's this moment where I was like, mm, maybe because the mom was very much I want you to marry him, and I was like, mm, maybe he's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching them together, and I was like. Because Light is just not interested in him, really. So I was like, it's okay. I know there's an age gap, but that's okay. You're pretty. He's pretty. That still works for me. Uh, well, I don't, I don't see anything sexual between them, but I just like them as a pair as I far do as like them working as a, together. I mean, right now, I don't necessarily see it, except that they're super dependent on each other right now. Um, but I'm saying I could be easily swayed is what I'm saying. Um, uh, Greg, I know you watched it, but you haven't commented yet. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping up on Krypton, and I agree with everything everyone has said. It's been um, the the whole. I, I thought you know it was great the way they finished off the last season. Um, it was a nice cliffhanger going into the Phantom Zone. Everyone got out of the Phantom Zone way too quick. Um, it was True. like oh, it was like oh, we're done with that now. Um, and. Uh, and I guess what I'm missing, I guess the element that's missing for me, uh, especially being kind of a superhero show, I think it's supposed to be a superhero show, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing like the big bad. I mean, the first season we had Brainiac and, and seemed like it was going to be impossible to defeat him. I'm going to say Zod is supposed to be the big bad this well, season. Yeah, that's Zod what I assume. To be the big bad, but he doesn't really seem like a big bad. 
Really? He doesn't? He's taken over the world. Uh, I think that really qualifies him. Well, but, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, understanding, you know, villains where you're like, okay, well, he just wants to bring his people together. I mean, you know. Well, he doesn't want his planet to be destroyed. So, to be fair, his motives are not totally evil. However, he's willing to sacrifice whoever he needs to to keep, you know, to do this. So, that makes him a little, eh. Yeah, I actually like the fact that he is not just, you know, a mustache-twirling villain. There's there's, there's actually things that Zod does, this version of Zod, that I can go, yeah, I could totally understand that. That that makes total sense to me. Um, I would do that, too, in his position. But, you know, then he takes it beyond that to this this kind of fascist fantasy of taking over the entire universe and it's like no i kind of back off a little too far right yeah so i i like the fact that there are there he's he's got shades of gray there are things that you can appreciate and things where you realize no he's kind of megaloma a megalomaniac and crazy yeah a little bit so i think he is the big bat i think you don't need to search any further Okay, well, I'll hang on for a couple more episodes, but I need uh, I need something to grab my interest. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm not sure what we're giving it, thumbs up or down. Thumbs sideways-ish? Uh, sideways, I guess. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Years and Years, and that's another Allison, because I didn't even know about this show, so please enlighten me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, actually. I found out about it. I just happened to be... be browsing around you know, Facebook and, and this thing popped up about years and years and, and it starred Emma Thompson and I'm like, what is this? And <laughs> it was going to be on that night and it was like, well, thanks for letting me know. Um, so yeah, I just kind of came across it accidentally. They, they didn't really uh, advertise it as much as they should have. Um, it's it, it happens to be this really interesting series which takes place it starts in the very near future like maybe a year or two from now and then continues on for about the next decade decade and a half um of british history um or british future history as we follow this extended and very diverse family and what they go through as their um their country and culture changes politics change and things get and climate change gets worse and politics become more radically right wing and and what they have to endure as they're uh, you know going through all of these changes and it's you know it's uh, it's really well written it's it's really well acted um the concept is fascinating and for the most part, uh, I'm enjoying this series tremendously. I think there's one there's wonderful moments of humor, of course, because it's written and produced by Russell T. Davis, who's great with that kind of thing. So you get these very human, very very funny moments peppered through all of this drama. Um, uh, if there's if there's one criticism I have, it's that I think that the characters are a little thick sometimes it's like how did you not see that coming or why do you not understand the import of what you're talking about how bad this situation really is why do you not get that um you know it's so you get those moments throughout that unfortunately but, but overall, uh, other yeah overall it's i i so recommend this it's really something that i i think mo- most people would get a kick out of watching and and should watch because it's just quality tv all right uh next up we're going to talk about stranger things and we're only going to talk about the first two episodes because that's all i i managed to watch uh in this time of holidays you finished it of course you did um (laughs) i had it was five o'clock in the morning and it was like oops Oh, well. Uh, no, I have family visiting. We did a lot of traveling and things like that. So I barely managed to watch what I managed to watch. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about the first two episodes. And who wants to go first? I know Peter I'll has... I'll <laughs> like, And Peter yeah. has a rant. Go for it, Peter. Well, I don't want to rant. No, I... no, no, no. Rants are good. This is the place. Go for it. I, I want to hear it. I, I've always been... Look, I have never been a... Um, Stranger Things for me has always been kind of a weird. It's been a weird uh, 
viewing experience for me because like it's you know i'm a kid of the 70s and 80s and so the show apes you know obviously spielberg and stephen king and like it apes so much of like this nostalgia of things that i grew up on but it's always been a weird thing for me because most of the people that i know that really love stranger things are usually a lot younger than me and it's almost like a fetishized version of my childhood so it's kind of weird it's always a little weird for me however um yeah, I could go on about that forever. But uh, <laughs> however, I've always liked the kids. You know, it's like regardless if I think the, sh the 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 plotting is okay or whatever. Like, I've always liked the kids. I've always liked the opening credits. I love that synth score. I love the red glowy line font of the Stranger Things title. I do. I do enjoy that. So I was really looking forward to the July Fourth premiere. I was like, oh, this is unlike Halloween. I was like, they're going to do the summer, and you know, and of course, I had time off from work, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, it's like said it was almost like for me being a movie person, the premiere of Stranger Things was almost like a movie. It was like I am sitting down, I am re I am focused completely to watch this show. And, and then and then at the end of the episode <laughs> I was like, mm, I might be out. Like uh, uh my issue I'm fine with the episode opens with the Russians. Some, yeah, some kind of Russian intervene with um what do they? What is it, the upside down? The upside down? Is yeah, the Russians is? are yeah, trying to get to the upside down. Right, the upside down. I don't really care because that stuff never really. I've never found that interesting about the show. Like it's just a cheap Silent Hill, but whatever, it's fine. Um, so all I really want is I want to get to the kids, and then we get to the kids, and I quickly realized that was so charming about the kids in the first season, and even in last year's movie, um, Stephen King's It, is they are they're kind of preteens. Right. You know, they're not high school kids. They're not CW kids. They're they're not. This season, they are now kind of teenagers. Yes, and so they're grown see, up. We see Eleven and Mike making out, and we see that the sheriff obviously is, like, a little nervous, and he's like, what's going on with this? And Mike has turned into, like, the worst kid ever. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's so disrespectful. Like, the moment when, like, he, you know, the sheriff's talking to one other writer, and he's like, I just need to talk to him. I don't know. And she's like, well, you need to talk to him on your, their level. And he's trying, and and Mike is just doing everything to be smug. He's, like, whispering in Eleven's ear. And I know that we're talking here on this podcast, and we're laughing, but I, like, I really wanted to hurt that kid. Like, and I know, <laughs> but I was just, oh, my God. You've taken a character that I've liked, and now I hate this character. And I was, now, yes, at the end of the episode, the sheriff basically gets him in the car and finally kind of scares him a little. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's good. But honestly, man, unless you guys tell me that Mike straightens up, like it, but this is weird. He thing. straightens, I, he straightens sideways. He basically, I mean, I realistically, <laughs> that realistically teenagers are kind of jerks. Like, yeah, they so, are. That's why I said, I said to sideways, basically it works. Hopper, scares the crap out of Mike and Mike is now afraid to see 11 and then, but he won't tell 11 why he's afraid to see her. So he just makes up this elaborate lie that is obviously a lie. Well, no, was it about his aunt? At the end of the his, episode, his, his, his Nana, Nana, his grandma, his grandma. Nana, oh, the Nana's sick. So, but yeah, but he makes it, he go, he double downs and he just, it, it's, it's the story he tells her is insane to the point where she's like, wait, do you lie? And he goes, of course I wouldn't lie to you. And, and he's like, friends don't lie. And then he, she goes and talks to another girl. And she was like, yeah, friends might not lie, but boyfriends definitely lie. Oh, she's, and by the way, I will say that I think Max is great. Yes, That's the Max, rest, right? Max is the one he's who great. ends up talking to Eleven, and it's good. Right. I like her. I like the new girl at the ice cream shop. And um, and I like uh, the kid who, was, who originally disappeared. Who's, who's supposed, who somehow... Well, Will yeah. seems to be the only person who remembers all the sci-fi horror they've gone through. <laughs> well, it's not just that he's traumatized. I mean, he is traumatized, but it's also that someone has opened... traumatized. Yes, like... well, yeah, but I mean, him more so. But also, not just that he remembers, but someone's actually cracked that door open, so he's still sensing it. So it's just, it's not just that he remembers the trauma, he's feeling that trauma, he's oh, feeling that I door. Yeah, I liked his. There isn't there like an assembly. There, oh, they're watching a movie. Oh, they're watching a, a movie. Uh, watching Day of the, the Dead. And he gets the goosebumps on his neck. Actually, that was nice. I did. Yeah, like and that. actually, that 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 gets tiring after a while because it's right through the whole thing. They keep using that same 
oh. little trope of the the goosebumps on his neck and his hand going back and him saying they're coming you know and it's like <laughs> how many times do we need to see that it's like okay, we got it it's, well the it's, thing that frustrates something but my thing um, is my frustration is he went through season two where he knew he could feel the upside down and so the fact that when somebody goes hey are you okay is anything wrong he's like no i'm fine i was like dude you're not fine like, yeah. say something. <laughs> like, like, yeah, the, the thing is, you know, I was not bothered by the kids acting their age because they they can't keep them little kids. That's not I physically know. possible. I they're know. going to grow up. And I like the fact that the show acknowledged that they're turning into teenagers. Into and annoying teenagers. And that can be annoying sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I, so I thought what, what Mike was doing um, as far as his character was, was totally in keeping with, with what happens to, to teens. Um, he doesn't stay obnoxious through the whole thing, although he, it is kind of a roller coaster with his character because there's moments where we're back to the old Mike and then there's moments where the, you know, the, the teenager comes back in, you know, and, and especially when he's dealing with Eleven. But um, overall, I, I thought that it was, it, it was kind of a fair assessment of, of what, teens go through the only thing that got to me where with the series was like you said you know they've been through this so at least twice now and (laughs) and they you know when you when you were face to face with giant people eating monsters you don't just kind of laugh off this funny feeling that it might be happening again or little warning signs so the fact that that so many of the characters are are refusing to to see what's right in front of them does get annoying i was i was um pleased that at least joyce when she sees the first instance of something weird oh, yeah happening, with the magnet she was like that. research mode she yeah. Did, oh, yeah. I do like yeah, she was like, so, I am in so research she had mode. Her, yeah. yeah, she had her stuff together. Oh, okay, that's why. I was like, is she in a college class? What is no, going on? No, she's not. Because she, 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 the magnets were acting weird. She was like, this is strange. What's going on? Let me figure it out. She was like, theoretically, what could this be? And the guy was like, uh, I mean, he was like, theoretically, there could be a magnetic field across the entire town, but that would require blah, 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 blah. And she was like, okay, let's go with that. And I was like... <laughs> like wow all right but it was great because yes she's you know that's after what they've been through already that makes complete sense that she was like yeah yeah she was like let's get ahead of this she was very much like that so i i did appreciate that yeah and i also they introduced uh, a new character i I think her name is robbie um who's at the scoops oh yeah the the ice cream place yeah Yeah. Yeah. she ends up because she's she's very useful to the team she is as she's and and the the more they show of her character the better she gets she's really bright and really really fun and a terrific character so yeah oh yeah i thought she was great are you guys oh wait so i'm just curious so allison it sounds like you're saying you enjoyed it you know you enjoyed it you think that the issues i'm having sort of go away they come and go with mike they come and go. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it, you know, oh, it's all uphill from here. It's great um, because they're they're teenagers, so you still have this problem. And Mike, especially because they have the relationship between him and L, and this whole, you know, breakup thing that they go through with them it continues uh, for a while through the story. So you're going to have Mike's character, you know. I have to say the the most satisfying moment was when she realizes that he he's doubling he's tripling down on his lies and she goes I break up with you no she goes I dump you and he was like <laughs> what it was so awesome like just the look on his face was fantastic it was great yeah do they um do we okay um at least okay only go off in off the two episodes because I don't since we're only talking the first two do we have more with um. Who's the kid who says that he basically has a girlfriend and he remembers yeah. the microphone, the, the radio yeah, tower? Yeah, he ends up recording yeah. the Russian conversation because remember he's yeah. changing the well, channel. No, I saw that, but I mean the girlfriend. Do we get more about that? Not or in the first that- two. Not in the first two episodes. No. Okay. It's- we eventually. Ah, no, I don't want to yeah. know. I don't want to know. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm oh, just going to say that that eventually becomes a plot point. Uh, okay. okay. Um. So. Okay, well, Greg, what did you think? Oh, um, actually, to be honest, I had trouble getting through the first episode the first time I turned on because I, I had these high expectations like, oh, Stranger Things is back. Oh, great. And then as soon as I turn it on, there's all this character development. And, I, and you know, where they're trying to explain, OK, yeah, they're older. They're having these relationships. 
you know, um, the one character has been away and he's coming home. And I, I thought it was, I, I had a hard time getting through all of that because I wanted to get to what was the major, you know, plot point or, or, or yeah, what was, come on, you got to give it a little space. I had yeah, no problem have, with so, that. I mean, so I don't, here's yeah. what I do when that happens. And then I go out and I, I get like, um, something that I really enjoy to eat. And then I sit back down and I go back through the episode again. And so that worked. And so by the end of the episode, I was hooked and fine. And uh, I almost made my way through episode two before the podcast, but didn't quite make it. So, oh, okay. Greg, you're saying I was clearly hangry. I need a Snickers bar. I should have had a satisfied, a full stomach when I was eating it. You just needed exactly. a Snickers bar, man. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, uh, this, they had two episodes this week as well. We had, we had the episode where, uh, Sarge had a plan to break out of, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters that involved the fire-breathing dude who was very dragon-like, but was no match against, uh, Quake. That was fun. Um... But, of course, that episode's vaguer to me in my head. I can't remember exactly what happened, other than at the end of the episode... Oh, I remember! They they captured two of the Shrike-infested humans, and they were like, and we put them together in containment. And and Sarge was like, yeah, that's probably not going to be a problem at all for you guys. Wink, what wink. could go wrong? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, I was like, my thought was, why the heck would you do that? But I realized they only had one containment box. On the on the Zephyr, so I was like, okay, fine, I guess. And then, of course, they blow up and like blend together as these weird crystals that are going to blow out of the ship. And uh, then, you know, and then Sarge helps. But the thing that was creepy was his whole assessment that by the end of the, he was, he basically, he was saying by the end of this episode, I'm going to be in charge. <laughs> uh so and then at the end of the episode he's like told ya and i was like oh, smug sarge is annoying i have to say that much what did you guys think of the first episode um yeah i'm trying to remember as well well um, i just told you it was called told you it was the one where sarge right, takes over right uh, and and he, uh, he negotiates his freedom uh from mac he's like if i tell you this you have to give me back my truck and my crew and then Mac flips it on the second episode. He was like, I didn't say you who which crew. Oh yeah, and Fitz Fitz and Simmons almost got their heads chopped off. Right. That was silly. Yeah. That was yeah. And I have to say the woman that saved them it was like, I just need to get back to Earth. I was like, she's obviously the villain that Sarge has been cautioning you about. Because he was like, The beast is coming, the beast is coming. And yes, then this now one, I wonder who she could be. And then this woman's like, I have to get to Earth. I was like, uh, maybe you're the beast? And then, of course, in this episode, it's very much, her name is Izel. Guess what my name is? My name is Izel, too. That's a coincidence. Um, I just, that was a little cheesy. Like, that bothered me more than anything else. But the rest of it, I really enjoyed. And I'm glad that Fitzsimmons are mostly back on Earth, even though they're about to get blown up by a big bomb. But I'm glad that they're mostly back and um, they get to join the team because them being in space was annoying. Yeah, I, I would rather have them with the rest of the team, you know, and have the whole team work together. So that was, you know, uh, th it's nice to know that they're going to be getting to that point, or at least I hope so. Um, I, I'm finding this, ser this, this season to be pretty good, actually. I, I, the whole idea with the Shrike and all the, the crystal things bursting out of people is very effectively creepy. Um what the woman expects to accomplish considering that we know that the, uh, the, the objects she's after have been destroyed. So she can't get them. The thing is, I, I like the interaction between the characters. I'm, you know, Sarge as, even though he's, he's a letdown from Coulson, I will admit he's still kind of fun to watch as a, as another character for Clark Gregg to play. And I'm, we don't know really, other than you know, his, his yeah. family was killed. We don't we don't really know what motivates him, what makes him who he is, why he looks like Coulson. All of that is like mystery stuff that that will be revealed that I'm looking forward to seeing. And uh, you know, if there's if there's one thing that that I don't care for, it's that they keep making Deke a complete 
an utter idiot. Well, Dick's and, always been uh, an idiot. Like that's not he's a character been annoying. Change. Well, no, he hasn't been an idiot because I mean, he he was able to survive that's under true. really uh, extreme conditions. And in this last episode, suddenly you know he's able to defuse a bomb all by himself. So he's he has he has abilities, but at what? the same time they've they've just decided to make him otherwise just a complete ninny. And you know, you mean uh, sleeping it, with a butterfly chick. Yeah, Snowball or whatever her name is. Uh, uh, yeah, the most annoying character. She's terrible, she and the is, two of them yeah. together is like—I mean, it just exponentially <laughs> intolerable. Um, so yeah, I would—I would like to to fix that somehow, or s- at least separate the two of them because yeah, it's a little much. Well, I, I did like uh, uh, Daisy kind of interrogating Sarge. And asking him all these questions and how it, he thought he was going to make her uncomfortable, but she, I like that she basically made him uncomfortable to the point where he was just like, uh, you're going to have to leave now. I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, Greg, what did you think? Oh, um, it's still, uh, I, I like the storylines and I have to agree. I, I, I was starting to get annoyed with the whole, uh, uh, Fitz and Simmons, like, uh, out in space and I'm glad they're back. Although I was a little disappointed that the, um, am I going to say this right? The, the Atomicron? What, the Chromacons. Chromacon, something like the that. Chromacons, uh, that, you know, the Chromacon guy that he, it looked like he was leaving the show. Because cause, cause he was, you know, uh, one of the, the best characters that I liked. Um, uh, you know, kind of like the you know, data character from yeah, Star Yeah, but I don't think he's leaving. He's got a new storyline. Yeah, so, yeah, they did a coda yeah. at the very end that showed him coming back. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's interesting that, you know, he's going to be part of whatever the, you know, the the big, you know, hopefully big battle or whatever is going to be. But, uh, but yeah, I like the way the story is actually building. Uh, they're, they're finally getting to where, I guess, the <clears throat> that she's supposed to arrive and, do something to the planet or whatever, and they have to stop her. So I'm definitely going to tune in to see how they're going to defeat, um, you know, the the nemesis. Yay! And make Sarge into a halfway decent person. Maybe I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway, uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Rook, and this was the pilot of a new show on Stars. Yes, Stars. Stars. Um and. I like, I mean, somebody pointed out to me that they've done this kind of opening before where you have a character wake up, have no memory, surrounded by dead bodies. And I was like, well, technically, I guess that's happened before. But I I like what they did with this because she left a note to herself and was very much like, get somewhere where you can't be seen. Okay, now, if you have a red key or a blue key, then you get to, you know... Get to start one key lets you start your whole life over again. The other one lets you jump into your old life and blah blah blah. And I was like, well, obviously she should pick the blue key because she doesn't know what's going on, and obviously someone's trying to kill her. And what I liked is they put her in a situation where she was trying to get stuff from both boxes. She was like, I'm just going to get everything, and then she ended up only being able to get the red key box. So she basically had no choice but to jump into her old life. And she obviously can't trust anyone. And this is also not the first time her memory's been wiped. So that's crazy. Um, and I just like the world building in the first episode. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I can't, watch, I can't wait to see the next one. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I'm still kind of uh, on the fence about it. I, I'm, I'm in at least for the next episode to see where they take this. I do like the cast. Um, I, I love seeing, you know, people like Jolie Richardson and Adrian Lester. Um, this, so the, the, the character, Olivia Munn, um, yeah, is, Olivia is great. great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so all of that, the cast is terrific, you know, that, that's going to pull me in. But the, as far as the premise is concerned, I'm still sort of at the point where I'm going, Huh? I mean, I'm almost as con- as confused as the lead character is. Um, well, I, you that know, can it, be good sometimes, though. It can be. You know, it, like I said, that depends on where it goes from here. That's why I'm I'm not going to like flee, and I'm also not saying, oh yeah, this is 
fantastic. I'm just kind of on the fence at this point. Um, I'm, you know, I'm obviously people have some kinds of superpowers. Uh, they, they all are capable of different things and there's this secret government. Um, and, but the, the fact that she only gives her information about her coworkers and, you know, these are the people who you can trust or can't trust or whatever. But she doesn't seem to have a life outside that. It's like, oh, here's and here's your mom and dad and here's your neighbor and here's the person well, that, who you grew up with. You know? I think it's, it's like it she is, doesn't have a life outside that, which is weird. Well, I think, like I said, she's been wiped more than once. So she might not know anything else. That was I, the impression it, I got. That's possible too um it's it's just it seemed very you know odd almost i i wasn't sure whether that was intentional from you know the the story uh, story point of view like oh yeah because this is the only thing she's got or whether it's it was just sloppy writing it's like i didn't get the feeling we've got this but we haven't figured out no 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 i don't think it's sloppy writing at all i really think that because when she went to the trash on the computer, there were all these other files that she wrote to herself about all, and it had like all the other times she's had her memory wiped. I was very much like she, if you get your memory wiped 10 times, how much are you going to know about your family? Like the first time you get it wiped, you might be like, Hey, uh, I have a dog and I've got a brother and a sister and I got a whatever. And you try to remember that. But then if you get it wiped again, are you going to remember to tell that to yourself again? You know what I mean? Cause it's not, information that you know well and so i and i got the impression that they grabbed these people with powers very early because remember when they were getting trying to grab her in the bank they were like you're very valuable we're going to sell you so i don't think she had a happy childhood i don't think it was she had a normal growing up period you know well I th- well, th- that's all things, I guess, that, that'll come out later. But uh, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm just on the fence at the moment, and I'm just kind of like, we okay, well, I'm I'm in at least at the moment, and okay. that's fair. But, yeah, I I I'm not loving it, but I'm interested. I think it's I think it's I think every show I've seen on Stars, I've watched. I really like Vita. I watched um, a little of the Sweetener one. Like that was okay. Um, but everything I see on stars, they have a really nice aesthetic. Like, and so the Rook is a very good looking show. Like the compositions are nice. The costumes, the color scheme. It's a very, it's a really nice looking show. Um, yeah, but I would agree with Allison. I'm like, yes, if you guys end up telling me, oh, it gets great. I'd be like, all right. I, I, I certainly didn't hate it or anything. I just, and I, yes, I do like seeing Olivia Munn. Um, I don't know. Honestly, the only scene that really intrigued me beyond the normal, just like beyond the feeling of I've kind of seen this before was I like when she gets to her place and she um, she's looking on the laptop. And isn't there like basically her her original self tried to do this video a bunch of times. And so but she threw him in the trash. Right. Well, it looked like it was multiple different versions. That was what I was saying. She's this is not the first time her memory got wiped. Uh, right, right, yeah, oh, yeah, that could be too. Like, oh, you know, I guess I didn't think when you were saying, I guess I didn't make that connection. I was yeah. thinking of see, it more. See, that was the thing. I wasn't sure oh, how I, I was supposed to look at it, whether it well, was just... Well, because she's wearing different she clothes. Yeah, she's just trying it at different times. Different Why, times. I, like, she she clearly gets interrupted by her boss during one of these these things. So I wasn't sure whether she just, you know, for some reason kept these these little bits where she was interrupted or whether it was a sign of her having been wiped before. I got the impression she's been wiped before. That's my theory, at least. And you could be right. Not sure yet. I think I think the changing outfits does make sense. Like, huh, that's interesting. That's weird, though, because that actually makes me... I mean, my point was more that what I liked about the stuff in the trash, it just made her seem more human, where it was like, she doesn't get everything right the first time. She has these... She's well, like, obviously gonna... she got it wrong because uh, oh. she was like, she was like, if I failed and what, whatever she was trying to do, she obviously failed. That's why yeah. she got wiped. True. So, eh, all right, I'll go with what you're saying. But either way, yes, I thought the trash, I thought that moment was compelling. I, I, I had felt like that was an interesting, and, and yes, I hadn't thought of what you're saying. So um, that's good. I think well, the, the lead... second episode came out to, yeah, this today. morning. Or today, yesterday. yeah. Today. I mean, it's on the app, like so. Yeah. 
What if is, has that the lead? Has she been in anything? Not that I'm aware of. I don't remember. She looks vaguely familiar, but yeah. And I was like, have I seen her before? But I yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, I like. I guess I'm thumb sideways. Like I'm like, ah, I, I think can... I think you should, well, I need to watch probably a couple more episodes before I can be like thumbs up. But yeah, but I'm I'm excited about it right now. I like I like where they're going, and I like the cast. It's a very strong cast, and that, cast. and those quadruples are freaking creepy. So, <laughs> yeah, and who would who would have an affair with any one, one of them? Because I know you're, right? having, you're having an affair with all of them. You know, yeah. I mean, then that's just ew. that was very disturbing. And I thought the same thing. I was like, why would you have sex with one of those guys? Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I unless, mean, it, 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 unless the only thing, you know, so only ew. thing I can think of is she needed something from one of them. Possible. All right, uh, I'm gonna say, like I said, I think thumbs up. You guys are saying th- sideways. So if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.